Welcome to Coach, the professional coaching podcast. Conversations to explore what coaching is really all about, what it takes to be a great coach, and why coach training really does make the difference. Discover how coaching can help you in all areas of your life and business in a fast-paced and demanding world. So join us here to share conversations and insights with some of the best coaches from around the globe. Real coaches, real talk. So let's get started with me, your host, Teresa Brooks. Hello, listeners. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coach the Podcast. And I'm really excited to have with me today Shervin Valorian. And Shervin currently is in Los Angeles, but he does have rather um, a variety of homes that he's had over the years, which he's going to talk to us a little bit about. But first, let me introduce you to him because... Um, it's a really interesting guy and he featured in the July issue of Coach Magazine and he's based in Bali and he's a sound therapist, a natural music artist and a celebrated vocalist and he presents living sound and music as medicine for deep relaxation, peace and connection to the unseen world um, and he presents a lot of live music events and workshops regularly at the Yoga Barn in Bali um, I've seen many of your pictures and things on Facebook about that. And leads he leads multi-instrumental sound healing trainings and private sessions, which sounds amazing. We're going to dig into what all of that really means. But first of all, let me welcome Shervin to the show. Hello. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. It's lovely to finally, we've, we've talked so much on WhatsApp, we've talked on email, um, and all the all the channels, and now we finally get to kind of see. We're, we're recording this on Zoom, so I can see Shervin's lovely smiley face, which is great. So, listen, tell us a little bit before we begin about your album and your recent win, because um, you've you've had quite a lot of success, obviously prior, but more recently as well, haven't you? Yeah, I, um, I was. Uh, well, first of all, thank you again uh, for and the. The opportunity to be on Coach Magazine was such a huge, uh, huge plus for me, and it, it was just so kind of you to let me have that article. So I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely! Thank you. It was super, super interesting. I I, le- I learned so much from sort of editing and working on the articles. And as I think you know, I, we went backwards and forwards quite a few times because I, I want them to be right, and we did quite a lot of work together on it. So it was it was really enjoyable. Thank you. It was enjoyable for me too because there, I, nobody had ever been so precise with their questions. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was really, I think, you know, I think you were really worried that you were like, you know, offending me by being so precise and like really kind of getting things in a very pointed way for me. But I, I really enjoyed that, that process. So thank you for being so keen and so eager to learn. It really gave me um, a great impression about you as well and how much you care about your art, your articles and and what you put out in the world the quality of what you have. yeah I certainly do and I think it's the coach in me can't help but go digging but also the editor in me that thinks well if I was reading this what don't I understand like what do I need to know and I so I always warn people a little bit like don't worry if I could come in and kind of pick it all apart because we'll put it all back together again it'll be amazing so trust the process as they say but anyway thank you um so tell us about your album well, it's, a, it's an album that was about two and a half years in the making. It's the longest labor of love that I've ever had to put together. And it's called I Hear You, Mother Earth. And uh, it finally got all of its pieces together just before COVID hit. 
And at that point, I didn't think that this thing would ever see the light of day, but something kind of, there was a, a providence about it just being completed about that time. And I decided that I was going to make it available as a don just by donation only and as a way to try to be there as a kind of an, uh, a, just a, a, a source or a resource or a tool for those people, particularly the sensitive folks who are dealing with the fallout, the emotional fallout, the psychological fallout, just the, the pressure that goes along with having this, the pandemic kind of hit you in such a sudden way and, and, and then life. Uh, trying to adjust to life as as uh, as we try to move forward together. So the the album is entirely natural sound and natural instruments. And I worked with a producer from the UK, Rick Pete, who um, who's kind of uh, you know not tuned to natural music or sound healing. He's a you know he's an entertainment DJ and and um, and producer and so it, the, the main issue was us trying to find a way to get what I do in a public setting for people to, to use sound as a medium for relaxation and and in, in, and self-integration and you know kind of balancing mm. self and the mind body spirit and him trying to take that and make it into a, a recording that would be um, something that would be viable and people would want to listen to and appreciate and that studio format so it was it was a huge ordeal and um when it happened you know we i i didn't really expect it to be so well received but i had so many so many wonderful responses so many people expressing that this was the sort of thing that they needed right now that the timing was perfect. yeah i just on a whim you know I was, it was a suggestion to me to to send it off uh, to a peace song award um uh, contest, uh, which was which was essentially trying to get different different categories, and and I didn't even know I had this video that I put together, which I hope maybe you can show to your to your um, to your viewers, uh, which had kind of an I kind of a, a little bit of a background about myself, my nomadic kind of path, and somehow this video managed to get into uh, the finals of this contest and it won the award it won the jury prize and the public choice award and then we won another award on top of that and it's amazing well done congratulations and yeah of course we can put it into the coach community on a wednesday can the link and people can have a look at that um and, and i just noticed in the magazine that it was released april 22nd 2020 and it's interesting isn't it about like you know timings in life you say you've been working on that for two and a half years and then it seemed to sort of collide with the pandemic and you're thinking oh this thing's never gonna never gonna see the light of day but actually it's what people needed right and and especially everyone we were talking just a little bit off air and everyone has suffered and continues to experience all of this in very different ways and you know you can't go wrong with a bit of healing can you it, it's never going to not help right so it seems that it was all perfect timing for you Shervin and um, you know well done for that because it's just it's wonderful to realize I think that what you put out in the world reaches people and to get recognized for that is fantastic so let's find out what it's all about then shall we that the whole sound therapy because you, your life wasn't always like this was it you weren't always this this guy right absolutely not i was a professional i was 
in leadership circles in Washington, D.C. I was there, you know, driven to try to make a change uh, like a lot of people are and um, try to do something good in the world. But I wanted to go through the channels that most people go through. And that is, you know, working in an office and working in an organization and, and trying to uh, work within that system. Um, and that really was something that I really, I cherish. I cherish that that time of my life where I, I have gone through a, a reincarnation mm. <laughs> in this lifetime because um, because it just wasn't it wasn't sustainable for me to be in that type of environment. But uh, yeah, I was I was a policy advisor for members of Congress and for different national groups, uh, coalition groups, working on the issue of U.S. Iran diplomacy and peace, and just trying to build um, build a path that would avoid war and sanctions with. Iran, which is incidentally the country that I was born. Yeah, amazing, fascinating work. And of course, there are links there, you know, can hear the, the links there to what you've always been passionate about. But this lifestyle started to damage you somewhat, didn't it, Shervin? Um, it says in the article that you did start to suffer physically and mentally in this demanding life. I think so many of us do. Mm. Uh, we want to do our best. We're, we're valued for how smart we are. We Try to put our best foot forward. We, um, you know, just the, the demands of modern success um, have so much to do with things that have little to do with our core selves, and that that separation can be, um, you know, something we can pursue for a short period or for, you know. If, if we're given enough support, we, we can probably keep that going for a good chunk of time. But if it's so, if it's so polar opposite to what you're really about mm. and want to do, and also your level of sensitivity in the world and wanting to embrace that sensitivity as I was starting to do, um, it, it kind of makes you feel out of sorts. And it, it certainly spun me in a, into a tailspin back, uh, back in 2007 and 2000. Yeah, and, and you're right, these things can really jar with you if you're you know, disconnected with, like you say, your core values, or indeed your priorities change, life changes, and so you found yourself, you know, it says here, you know, literally stressed out and numb, like, and, and being numb, I think is probably one of the worst states to be in, isn't it, because you're just not feeling anything, yeah, you know? It, and it's something that we all do so readily um, without even realising it. And mm. I think people have a sense, uh, have a um, uh, have a fear of their of, of desensitizing themselves because it means if you feel more, then it's going to feel bad, and it's not something you're going to be used to, and it's going to overwhelm you. So you know, we choose activities and, and people and situations that tend to numb numb us, and that's mm. what I for a good chunk of my life. And uh, all it did was allow me to realize the value and the, the, um, the blessing of, of when you do start to resensitize and things such as being in a natural state or using natural tools and coming into connection with nature is ultimately something that can really create wonderful inroads into, into your mm. own That's why I got into it's unfortunate, isn't it, that in our, you know, these demanding times and life that we wait, you know, people wait until 
there is something, there is a crash, there is a burnout, you know, a lot of things around how to avoid burnout, lots of things around self-care, to take care of ourselves, to protect against all of this. And yet still, it tends to take something pretty, you know, distressing or at the stage that you were getting at to as well for, for us to stop and actually think so it's almost like you have to go right to the bottom before you can climb up a little bit there and you know did, did you find the sound let's talk about sound a little bit so did you find the sounds of the city if you like um it, did they kind of intensify during this time and the unnatural sounds all started to jar with you let's talk about how you started to be aware of sound that's a great question. I, I, I think I was, like I said, I was very disconnected from my senses. So I wasn't really that tuned in, uh, generally speaking, you know, uh, when you're, when you're drinking lots of, lots of caffeine and you're, and you're drinking alcohol in the evenings and you're just kind of like looking for the next thrill that'll, that'll mm. help you feel something about something significant in life. Um, but I do, I do remember that it was, it was very difficult for me in the city um, to be able to feel a sense of ease. I had, I was living in in um, in, in um, Capitol Hill in D.C. and there was a, 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 a metro line that went right underneath, and so I could, you know, I could literally feel the vibrations. and And I had an injury, and that, that injury would still kind of kick up in those moments where I would feel the vibrations. They were very light, you know, probably a back back then it, it was very, very subtle type of vibration that wouldn't have affected most people in a conscious way. But I remember knowing that there was something about the sounds of the screeches and the cars and the buses and the, you know, all of those overwhelming noises um, that can get to you after a while. I understand that this is part of life and so many of us have to deal with that. But if you're if you're in a state where you're not even aware that you're taking this on, or you're actively putting yourself in an environment which can, you know, um, which can affect you, you know, hearing loss or just just pressure and stress, nervous system overload, all of these things, I wasn't at all attuned to these things having any kind of effect on my health. And if you look at this, what's out there in the literature, all of these things do have an effect. So learning about the subtlety of sound really turned my life up, you know, upside down. And that was, uh, that was through just understanding that there is an energy component, a non-physical energy component that goes along with the physical world and the physical realm that we're in. Uh, everything that comes into fruition and, and manifestation in the world starts as a thought or some kind of emotion that, that combines with that thought. And then it starts to create be created in some way so even if you want to look at it in those terms there were these vibrations that were starting to make themselves known and to see that they had an impact um, really changed my whole perspective about mm. fascinating fascinating and you know what I'm interested to know is finding out that link between leaving Washington DC and moving to Bali to become a holistic sound therapist and healer. That, that's quite a jump there. And I really would love to know and dig into that bit in the middle. Like, how did that happen? Not something you do every day. Um, <laughs> no. I was, I was, I, I think I had just reached my limit. Right. To, to my limit. I was, 
so sick and I was so sick of being sick. I was, you know, in the emergency room, I was going through these processes where everybody was telling me from, from the allopathic world, from the Western medicine world, I was getting very, you know, quality treatments, but it wasn't really for me making any kind of difference that was significant in my quality of life. Mm. And uh, once I started to, to just kind of realize that there was, there was nothing in that world. And sometimes I would just be told, there's nothing wrong with you. I don't know why you're in pain. Isn't that interesting? Nothing physically that, that we can see. Nothing wrong with you. So wrong you with you. Mm. You can go and see a psychotherapist or you know, take these pills or what have you. And, and that's an interesting link there with pain isn't it? An interesting thing there is that, you know, and I've heard that before, as I'm sure many of us have, that sometimes people just have a lot of pain, physical pain, aches and pains, um, but there's nothing like particularly wrong. Um, and, and I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a holistic trained therapist and I'm a fan of all the holistic stuff and I still have acupuncture, Chinese herbs, the whole thing. I love it. I haven't had any sound therapy yet though. So this is why I'm working towards. Um, but so what you're saying is that it was an extreme move, like from what, how you were feeling and what was going on. It was like, there's nothing here. This is no good. I'm literally going to look for, seek the most extreme move to the other way. Or did somebody introduce you to this? I had no choice. It was really just my own search. I really felt that I was having to, to pull out the stops mm. and, you know, after so many years of, of trusting a particular method, the Western method to, to take care of me, I was not getting any results. So it wasn't like I went to, to India and met a guru and you know learned how to levitate. I, I just <laughs> strictly out of my own need for self-care and self-preservation and sanity, I, I've explored another avenue, an alternative avenue. Um, and I was quite a skeptic, you know, I, I, I really believed in the mystical world. I did believe that there was something about that mystical world that had value. You could say that I was a uh, you know, Gnostic, if you like, but I didn't really find that anything, you know, anything from the, from the buffet of the holistic world at that particular time that was really working for me in terms of getting me to kind of drop my skepticism. But uh, I discovered some, you know, I, I, I discovered a teacher through this search. I discovered activities and a teacher. I, I, had, I made it a beautiful exploration on the side while I was working full-time in Washington, D.C. for a science organization, mind you. Uh, the last two years I was working for a group called Union of Concerned Scientists, and they were not at all, I think, very sympathetic to this particular path I was going on. But when I discovered that there were these other ways of being able to understand energy, that there was a way that you can actually tune into those, those vibrations and know that you can harmonize them, find ways to harmonize them. It was, it was an exploration. And I, I was lucky that I found a wonderful teacher who kind of was very encouraging of my own self-development. And, um, and I found through her work and through her support, that sound itself was my personal medium 
for understanding and working with sound. And then I decided, well, this is having an effect on me. I can possibly now share this with the outside world after doing some training at another institution where I went deeper into my craft. That's fantastic. So your, your own journey, of course, like, like many of us experience, leads us to be able to help other people. And, you know, the, the description in the article was that it says here, initially, the evening symphony of crickets and frogs was deafening and unsettling. And so that, again, is extreme, isn't it? Having gone from that jarring, screeching noise that you would talk about and then to the silence, which is almost, you know, as we would say, silence can be deafening. So was that, at that point, Shervin, was that equally as uncomfortable, but in a different way? I remember going to Bali and hearing those sounds and not being able to sleep the first couple of nights because I was just so unused to what, what nature can provide for you. These are, these are sounds that are actually quite healing and supportive. And so it kind of, it shows that those of us who are city rats are so used to being in the city Mm. We, we become completely, you know, it's just, we can't sit still. We can't take a moment for ourselves. We have to get, we have to do something. We have to, you know, get, keep ourselves busy. Some of us just can't zen out. We can't just sit and be able to like get into a state the way that these masters do in Tibet and India and elsewhere. And that was certainly where I was. I was, I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more hyperactive than most in my, at least I was. I'm a musician too, so music, music-wise, you like to be able to play with different things. So I couldn't sit still with all these deafening sounds, and I couldn't really understand that there, you know, that, that nature has this benefit. I was in resistance mode, and I think so many of us are. So, you, you know, it took some. It took me a while. It took me about six months to detox from my DC life. I can believe that. I can believe that. And thinking, just thinking about um, when we first went into lockdown and the pandemic, a lot of people were noticing nature. Okay, and, and that was something that was talked about quite significantly, I think, amongst what you might call like the just the gen pop, general population of people were noticing and hearing, observing, because we had to be in a place and we had to sit outside. Um, wouldn't have to, but it was spring. <laughs> so we sat outside. And I remember reading a lot of stories about that, experiencing that myself in my own garden. And as the, the pace of life picks up again in a different way, that may have stopped. And yet it's actually exactly what people still need. So, so now, you work with people don't you who are recovering from these stresses and pressures and probably at the moment of course going through them as well absolutely and it's it's my experience in that world which was so uh devastating for my nervous system and for my body at that time that has been my main way of being able to serve people because there you know there is a there is an empathy there that's natural um if you've really lived in that world and Part of it and most of the people who come to me are of the same ilk and they they go through the same processes and they're saying you know what my career hasn't really been enough for me i have realized that i've put these guards up i haven't been able to express emotionally i haven't been able to be, feel vulnerable what does it mean to feel vulnerable and let my guard down i haven't been able to get over this you know grief or this this fact that i did get everything that i wanted in my career but there was this huge gap in this other part of my life that 
led to my, you know, emotional fallouts and so on and so forth. So I went through all of these things myself and, and being able to have that experience as well as have the energetic tools to be able to, to work through them and to, and to create an, another life, create a new path, which is authentic and real, while at the same time, it gives space to that part of ourselves that we, we forgot, that we kind of left behind or put away. Shervin, I'm going into a trance just thinking about it <laughs> here. I'm like, wow, that sounds amazing. Um, and and again, that that opening people, you know, being vulnerable and opening up your heart, you know, like you say, that's something that people don't do easily every day in the Western world. And yet the trauma and the pain will somehow give them a message that this is what they need to do in order to heal. This it seems very counterintuitive. It seems paradoxical, mm. but it is the hero's and the heroine's journey. We find within the struggle itself the seeds of its own solution and resolution. And um, you know, anybody who's really understood archetypal work knows that. That no matter what we do in life, uh, or how good of a childhood we have, or how bad that we're dealt with certain challenges and these challenges provide gateways for growth and character and growth and understanding and development of that character. And these things are meant for, for the healing path to take over. If you can carve out space for that healing path, then it's just as important as, as any other activity. You, you kind of tune yourself to taking those things that are negative and you know, recalibrating them. Uh, and there, you know, there's so many different holistic paths to doing that. I, you know, I, I would, uh, yeah, I don't have a, a list in front of me, but it's, it's endless. There are various different modalities mm. out there. But there's plenty of choice. Path, that's the, that's the, there's plenty of options and plenty on offer. And I do find it really interesting that, you know, that then everything that we need is already there. You know, so always looking for things, outsourcing, and like you say, different forms of success. And then people go, yeah, but I still not happy. I still don't feel whole. I don't, you know, whatever the complaints are, they come pouring out. Um, and all around us in the world is everything that we need. And a lot of it, we just don't see or hear in this instance or, or notice until we really have to, you know, and it's right up in our faces. I was exactly the same way when I was in my professional life, doing everything that I needed to do, checking all the boxes, getting my stat, having high status, having a salary, having and, uh, you know health insurance, all the things that I needed to have. And yet there was this huge gap in my life. And every time there was some kind of issue that came up in my life, I remember it was always someone else's fault and some other issue and, and always passing things on to somebody else. And, uh, you know, you look at our leadership, you look at the situation that we're in now, this is essentially what's happening. There's no real underlying sense of, well, what's going on here? Why did this happen to me? Why is this something that continues to happen to me? What, what is this patterning that, that occurs for me? And um, I figured that there was, there was so much more in I'm taking personal responsibility for certain things that then allows you to really feel and see and be, be a 
appreciating of the energy that's there. If you're going to just mentally pass it on to something or someone else, it's always external, then there's no real space for growth and self-reflection. But this is, um, this is what every single one of us has to go through. And it's something that you have to eventually trust to be able to grow. Well, this is it. If it's never, I mean, I don't like the word fault, but if it never sits with us, then it's never our fault, is it? We can always just, just carry on and, and outsourcing all of that blame. But if you if you look at yourself and you look at what's happened and you ask, well, how did I get there? <laughs> you know, what took me there? Obviously, it's just yourself that takes you there. So let's talk about the actual therapy because I'm really fascinated. Just before we, we came on here, you were talking about tuning forks and all kinds of things, weird and wonderful things. That So tell us how, like, obviously this is about inducing like a deep relaxational state for people to, to enjoy sound therapy. What actually happens, Shervin? So if I came to you just magically to Los Angeles and I was going to have a, th- a sound therapy session just talk me through what would happen so people can like kind of hear how it would go. Well, most people associate sound therapy with a group session. So if you... Oh, I wanted my own. There's me thinking I just have my own. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you your own. It's going to be a different type of experience. And it's not going to be like the kind of multi-instrumental concerts where you're laying back with, you know, covers over your eyes and receiving these beautiful relaxing sounds from instruments. There's part of that with the private one-on-one session, but when you come to me, I'm trained in a particular system that is Chinese medicine based. This is one of the reasons why I'm so so much an advocate and a champion for the natural world because you know Chinese medicine Ayurveda has all of these Eastern traditions have some kind of connection to, to the different elements of nature. So there is a diagnosis and a certain approach that I'm going to give when you come to me that's going to give me some information straight away that I will then want to try to play with or test or try to understand better or deepen. And so I might ask you a few questions I might get a sense of, you know, this just the kind of the, the general state that a person is in when they're coming to see me. If I, if I feel that they're very depleted, then I'm going to give them a type of session, a type of um, treatment that's going to activate them and give them extra energy and feed their organs. And so I would work with the tuning forks on the acupuncture points and work to kind of stimulate the person you know, when there's, when there's depletion in one area, there's excess in another. So you work with the body system and try to bring that balance in. And at the end of the session, hopefully you'd feel a little bit more charged up. If it's someone who's feeling like they are whacked out, like many of us right now, just overburdened, over uh, stimulated in a state of frenzy or nervousness, but putting our best foot forward and, you know, keeping, a, keeping our, our appearance in a way that doesn't really give that away. There are cues that will help me understand that. And I'll just lay them on the ground and I'll work on, on this treatment called musical spine, which I learned at the Tamado Academy, where you just work down the spine. The spine is the central channel. You're working with the muscles and you're working with these, these particular types of forks that will essentially allow you to calm down. You're feeling the sound traveling through your body, goes through the tissue, it goes through the bone, it starts to bring things into an an alignment. It's almost like having your cells um, be sung to in a way that kind of just smoothens you out 
So by the end of that session, you know, people are normally drooling and <laughs> kind of in a very open and, and <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. So when you when you talk about the, the diagnostic part of that, yeah. do you do anything like do you do you, do you take pulse? Do you are you looking what are you looking for there as well as the few questions? When I'm doing that diagnostic part, I'm taking the pulse. I'm also looking for complexion. I'm looking for just generally, um, what is the pace of this person? What is, some, is there an accelerated person in front of me? Are they impatient? Are they, you know, in a place where they feel like they're agitated? Or do they feel really down in the dumps and feel very kind of, you know, empty? And these are just general things, uh, yin yang. Mm, you can the basics, right? All of these things. This is what I, I share with my students when they come and train with me to learn the multi-instrumental sound journeys. It's, you know, it's a very basic way of just being able to tune in. And there, there are ways to actually feel and scan the body to be able to sense where there is that excess and where there could be that depletion. So it's just a matter of, of kind of, I always call it an art. It's an, it's an art form. It's not a science. It's not meant to be a science. It is you viewing a person as a beautiful piece of art and then giving it extra touch-ups or, or changing, you know, a color here and there and giving fine tunings. It, fine tuning and vibrating, uh, vibrance, bringing vibrance to a person. And I do call it a tune up when you come and have a session with me. It is <laughs> That's very aptly named as well, Sherwin. And I, I think it's interesting the thinking about you were talking about Western medicine and when you were there saying, well, you know, I'm in pain and I've got this problem, whatever. And they're like, well, there's nothing really wrong. And sometimes Western medicine will treat just the thing you know like the actual organ or the problem or the leg or whatever it is that's happening but you know from my understanding of Chinese medicine and the years that I've been going it's it's really actually nothing to do with that particular piece it's about the energy the circulation and the chi and the flow that's all around that that supports it so you know I, I'm a big believer in the, the east meets west medicine because I think we do need a bit of both um and I think, you know, I hope that people listening are imagining this incredible treatment because it makes you feel good just thinking about that, just thinking that your body could be tuned up in that way, that you could be treated in that way. It's very sort of non-invasive. And it says here that you, you know, it helps to reduce stress and anxiety, improving sleep patterns, enhancing mood, offering relief from chronic pain, PTSD, these are the things, the words that we see everywhere, you know, that it seems to me a lot of people are suffering with and trying to find solutions to at all stages of their life, um, especially the stress and anxiety and, and mental health right now in the world is, you know, it's, well, it's not very healthy, is it? It's not great. Everyone is experiencing a form of stress you know, and test to their mental agility, resilience, uh, while still trying to live their lives. And so I think everyone should come and see you, Shervin, is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> We're all going to go and see Shervin, definitely. Um, I hope so. Don't all come at once, but yes, you can definitely come and see me. And I would just say that um, it's, I completely agree with you. This work is a compliment. 
it is not on its own uh, something that I would say is, is um, you know, it can help, it can support you, but you do need to be able to listen to the medical advice as well. And I feel that, um, that because the Eastern, Eastern technologies, so to speak, have become so marginalized and they're starting to come back into the mainstream now, they're starting to make their way forward, um, that this is gonna really start a revolution. And this, this could really be a new way of completely relating to, to health. Uh, I, I'm, I've been there, I, I was, you know, I went through mental health, I went through counseling, and I discovered that I couldn't just talk through things. You know, it was, it was wonderful to be able to get to a point where I could articulate and give words to experiences and emotions that I maybe hadn't before. But in order to actually move things along, you do need some other tools. And, you know, not, I don't just use the sound. I also use, um, you know, I give people homework. I give them chi stretches for Qigong to learn to, there's a particular organ that's out of, uh, out of alignment and needs to be to rebalance and you need to have certain stretches that will get those meridians back into good order so I will give those those homeworks I will give them various ways to connect with the certain energies of the element of nature that may be out of whack as well so there are there are a number of things I use light and color there are essences as well for the aromatherapy so, you know vibration is not just necessarily sound and, and the energy world is, you know, some people respond to various different aspects of that spectrum. So I would just encourage everybody to, to do, make it an adventure if you can. If you haven't been able to be fulfilled in, in your Western, um, you know, journey with your own health, then go ahead and, and explore. There's so much out there. And uh, if you feel that you have a good kind of um, match, energetic match with somebody, take, take heed to that listen to that, go with it. It's, it's, part, of, it's part of your own sound healing uh, journey as well as when you listen to what really vibes with you and what creates harmony for you. That is essential to, you, the, to being able to use sound to heal yourself. That's really interesting because I think a, a lot of people are in situations and lives and work that where they're not feeling aligned like that and they're, they're not doing that and in fact they're probably putting themselves through all kinds of paces that really don't help support this and of course not everybody is going to have you know a, a huge turnaround like that and, and go and live in Bali and do what you've done so in your life and everyone's what you might say like normal life and busy pace you know how can they find ways to, you know, grab these pockets, you know, and there's a couple of things that you've mentioned here in the article about paying attention to the settings and, you know, bringing nature to you. Yes, that's right. Yes, you, I feel, you know, um, you don't have to leave your home to be able to bring that natural vibration to you. If you can find a way to, you know, find recordings, for example, that you particularly respond to. Again, it's so essential that you figure out what aspect of nature really works for you. It's not just, you know, having the whole spectrum. It's what it is that works for you. If you love ocean waves, then find recordings that can help you tune into those energies. If you're more of a mountain person and you want the sounds of, you know, the wind or the sounds of birds or 
you know, it's all going to be different. The forest, the jungle. That's why I made this album that was so diverse. Every mm. single track is an entirely different soundscape and it's meant to represent a different element of nature. And so the sounds get lighter and more delicate until finally you're in a very expansive state with the element of ether that you just can feel like you're flying. And, you know, if, as long as you're able to tune into what you need in the moment, which element can start to bring you back into a place of that inner peace, there's nothing more important than, than finding that inner peace. It helps you in a practical way for you to get stuff done because if you're in a frenzied state, you're going to be forgetting things, you're going to lose your way, you're going to, you know, heaven forbid, get into um, potential uh, types of accidents or, you know, even, you know, altercations with people because people will misunderstand you, they won't receive you in the way that you want to be received. So these things can help you get into a mindset where you can feel a little bit removed, you don't get sucked into the gravitational pull of all of the you know, the chaos that can sometimes hit you. So being mindful of those different aspects of nature that you particularly want to tune into, those particular sounds that help you in that moment, and it can change, doesn't, doesn't stay the same for a lot of people. And uh, for me, you know, you can then go a step further and bring in certain types of music that relate to those elements too. And that's been my personal journey is to offer that to people. And, um, and yeah, you, 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 I, I think there was like four or five different things, you know, picking up an instrument yourself, learning an instrument, finding different sounds of nature, bringing nature to you in these various different ways, mm. recordings and, and so forth. Was yours the flute? Was you had five different types of, I remember this, instrument that you're using, that your favorite at the time we were talking about the article. It may have been. I've been. I've been. Was it um, flute? I may be mistaken. I try you... to pick up a new art, a new instrument every year, and and I've been focused on the flutes lately. Yes. Yes, so. I knew flutes somewhere, and and my my personal favorite, and <clears throat> made me laugh when I read it because I love the sound of the crickets, mm. and I, I love the sound of the crickets because it takes me back to a time when I was very very happy when I was living in California, and I wasn't used to those noises, but I was like. Oh, it's lovely and it's the night noises you only hear it at night um, and you would go out in that warm balmy evening and that's what you would hear and I love that because every time I hear that it takes me back to that place you see whereas I guess imagine if you went on a holiday summer and it was terrible and you felt awful and that's all you could hear was the crickets <laughs> <laughs> when you come back you're like you wouldn't want to you wouldn't resonate with that sound so Although it's really it interesting it does bring us full circle with that first initial discussion. The question that you had about when you hear those crickets first time, sometimes it's a little overwhelming. You're not really used to it. So it can be a negative thing. But mm. you, you have a personal affinity for those sounds, which are, you know, I would say that they're more of the forest jungle types of sounds. So, uh, you know, kind of if you can immerse yourself in those sounds for a bit every day, um, and you, it's almost like going to a gas station uh, or, or electric station and just mm. charging up. Filling up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We talk about that, don't we? In, in that language, you talk about like filling ourselves up. And so it's the crickets, but it's also, for me, it's water. The way, uh, the waves, I love to, but visually for me, it's water. If I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. But I actually like to see it, you know, so we've got all these different senses that, 
we need to feed them in different ways. And I, I love that. I, lo I love that. And I think anyone really, if they haven't read the article or even if they have, just go back and have another read of this because you're going to read it in a new way now that you've listened to the podcast with Shervin. And, you know, I do think that a lot of people will rush to the album. So just to remind us, I Hear You, Mother Earth is what it's called. And where can they find this? I've got your website here, Sound healingbarley.com is that where they would find it yes if you want to go and just pay a donation of any any kind you can go there you know for people who who you know just want to want to pay what they can i also have it available on my bandcamp page which i think you have as well yes. as well as new a new some new material that came out on uh, world peace day kind of to celebrate our nominations for the peace song award um, so those those are all available on my Bandcamp page, and it's uh, it's again you know it's a studio version. The original "I Hear You, Mother Earth" is very very rich in in these natural sounds. Immersion is something that I try to do in the in this recording, where you're kind of taken and you're put into a place where you feel that you're in a soundscape that's real, that you're, that you're surrounded by these, the, these natural um, vibrations. And then on top of that, I bring in the natural instruments that go with those soundscapes and, the, and a chant from different part of the world, um, very kind of um, many of them indigenous chants. It's World Indigenous Day, or I think it's in, in the United States today is Indigenous Day. So it's kind of a, another reminder to to understand that if we want to move forward, if we want to find harmony with, you know, saving the earth right now, we need to be able to tap into this indigenous wisdom, mm. something that can rescue us. Um, it certainly did for me and discovering my own indigenous roots and being able to explore those as well was really important as part of the process of this album. So I try to, you know, uh, try to kind of convey that through the different tracks and Hopefully there will be at least one, and, and uh, if not the whole thing that might appeal to you. And you can listen to it as one continuous sound journey uh, through the Bandcamp uh, platform. That's amazing. I, I definitely am going to. And I think I've listened to some of the clips that were shared in the community and that I've seen going around. And I have listened. I think you sent me as well um, on WhatsApp. You sent me the clip and I have listened to some of that. I will definitely go back to that. And just before we wrap up, Shervin, just to say that as you're a musician, you are actually a, a natural a music, musician and a musical artist. Didn't you think, was there something about the band when you didn't want to play in the band you thought you just couldn't do that and that music wasn't going to be a part of your life much anymore yeah. you, didn't, you didn't like performing on the stage yeah I think I put it the way mm. I put it was I fell out of love with music yeah being in that state where I had to compete with others where I had to you know perform on the stage in a way that just didn't feel natural to me mm. and I think for those of us who are a little more introverted or you know don't aren't really rock and rollers <laughs> it's, it's hard to, to fit that model and it, mm. it, it makes you feel like well what do you got to do and if you're a musician what can you do if you love music if you have a passion for music the only way you can really pursue it is if you you know join an orchestra and try to be the best of the best and where if there is a competitive uh, you know environment there because you're kind of you want to be the first the first presenter in, in your field or you can be a rock and roller and, and fit, try to fit that mold 
and or you can be a music teacher you know mm. um and i didn't want to do any of these i didn't feel that i could really understand the depths or of what music could bring in that way and that and i didn't know that music's original purpose was for was for healing and for um you know just helping helping people supporting people service to people so finding sound healing and sound energy was one of the most mm. life-changing things it completely changed my perspective and i would encourage anybody who has an interest in music but doesn't really want to fit these molds to to not give up not give up hope on your dreams on your talents find this other path find a teacher that can help guide you and take that step because we need you right now this world needs you know artists who are coming from that thoughtful deeper place um, and can understand empathy and, and sensitivity uh, it, it, there's there isn't a, a greater time of, of importance than now to be able to tap into that and that's a wonderful way to uh, bring the podcast to a close and you know thank you so so much so you know the message is there's always more than one way you know it's about exploring finding the right way for you um so we mustn't limit ourselves ever um in our growth and our healing and our lives you know so thank you shervin i've super enjoyed that it's a longer than usual podcast but i really hope that people you know take something from that and go and look shervin up find the website find the album find the band camp and listen and just think about doing something in a new way and bring some healing like you say into your life and into the world so Thanks once again. Um, what time is it where you are? 10.30 in the morning. Oh, okay. So you've got the whole day ahead of you. So it's 6.30 here. So I'm just wrapping up. Um, and I'm... Sun, the sun just setting because I see these little crystals moving around and they're creating these little reflections in the background. Is that what's happening? Is no. there a or something there? Something... In my... I don't know. No, these are my... Around. It reminds Ooh. me of when there are crystals hanging and the sun shines and it kind of like creates this beautiful... Must just be my natural magical state, Shervin. I don't You've know. You've got an incredible aura. I don't know what that is. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Um, and I'm pretty sure that we will speak again at another time. And it was my pleasure to have you as a guest on the show. I welcome it and I hope you make it to Bali or the next time I'm in the UK that we meet and I can finally give you that session we've been talking about all this time. That sounds amazing. Thank you so much. Bye-bye now. Bye. You can read Coach Magazine for free online every quarter. Just subscribe at coach-magazine.com and receive it direct to your inbox. You can order print copies, book a directory listing, find us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram.